0: Thanks for taking some time to listen to this message on the Elevate Church podcast. We believe that God will speak to you wherever
1: you are. Now. Let's prepare our hearts and hear what God has for us today. Welcome to everyone joining us online today. We are so glad that you jumped on.
0: Yeah, and maybe this is your very first time checking out Elevate Church online. Hey, we want you to let us know in the comments. We want to welcome you, and we'd also love the opportunity to send you a little something in the mail. So let us know in those comments if this is your very first time.
1: That's right. And today, we are mixing it up a little bit. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, the messages online only for the last 12 weeks, I'm just getting a little bit tired of. Maybe it was fun at first, and maybe you even tried to sing at home at first and engage in worship, and now it's like the kids are yelling at you to stop singing, or your your neighbor is yelling at you, or the dog can't take it anymore. Uh, some of you have moved, though, to watch parties, and we love that, yeah. that you're coming together again because we weren't meant to be isolated. Right. But perhaps the reality is fatigue is starting to set in. But at least, hey, the good news is that school is finally over. So the kids are finally home now for the summer, right?
0: Finally home? (laughs) (laughs) We feel like they've been home forever, right? Hey, I'm, I'm not sure how you've been handling this COVID school at home season But we know that there have been so many teachers who have done an incredible job and who have handled this season with grace and loved your students so well. If you haven't seen this quick video we're about to show you, here's kind of like a, a final thought from a music teacher who did a great job navigating this season. We want you to check this out.
1: Hey, so as some of you guys might know, I'm a music teacher and
0: I found that one of the best ways that I can process the whole transition to online learning and teaching is to write a song. So I wrote a song. I'd like to share that with you guys now. Here we go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Come on. Like, we need to laugh, right? <laughs> because the insanity of this season just makes you want to scream. Yes. But even in this twilight zone-like time, our church has responded with grace and compassion and generosity and humility. And honestly, I couldn't be more proud to be your pastor in this season. And so today, Kristen and I just want to talk about what's in front of us. We want to share a little bit of our heart, a little strategy, uh, give you a little information and inspiration, hopefully, and give you a little confidence as we look forward to having in-person gatherings once again. And Kristen is up here with me for many different reasons. One is she is an unbelievable communicator. Uh, And she's all about the details. Uh, She's all about the information side of things. And so she speaks into our church, both from this platform, uh, on and off this platform. And she's going to help to keep me focused, I think. That's another reason (laughs) she's up here. And besides, she's my best friend. And anytime I can have her up here with me, I'm going to do it.
0: So first, we're going to talk today um, about just how incredible yesterday was. Yeah, yeah. In a time where relief efforts are kind of slowing down, you guys as a church picked up the pace when others are backing off, you are advancing. And for those of you who weren't able to be a part of what happened yesterday, we want you guys to take a look at this.
1: Like really, seriously.
0: Amazing. Hey, and that was just one day. But throughout this COVID pandemic, listen to this. Our church has literally served thousands of people in our community. We've given out close to 1,500 boxes and bags of groceries, which was about 15 tons of food. And our volunteers served over 1,200 hours. We've served 6,036 pancake breakfast. a lot breakfast. of pancakes. We've been a part of helping serve our healthcare professionals, our first responders, different local businesses. Come on, it's just been an amazing season. Yeah, and
1: one family we served during our Saturday morning pancake breakfast is temporarily living in a tiny hotel room where there were like seven kids and two adults. And when we dropped off pancakes to them, our team learned that it was one of the girls' 11th Birthdays and so check it out. Take a look at it. They showed up with balloons and they sang happy birthday awesome. to this little girl in this room. Come on, isn't that amazing? You guys Love have it. done an incredible job serving people in our community. Yeah,
0: and we're not done. We are we're challenging you in the month of June. We want you to start serving in your small groups. So when you see a need, we're asking you to meet that need. That's right, that's right. Serve together in your group. Serve at the Erie City Mission or the Second Harvest Food Bank or a nursing home. The weather's nice now, so maybe you can get outside and help do some yard cleanup. We've got a a list of great ideas and ways that you can serve your city together in your group. And you can find that online at elevatechurch.com slash outreach.
1: Outreach. And, And really, it's your continued financial support. That allows us to continue to serve the way that we have. Do you know that out of, I think it's the 700 plus individuals that have given online, there's about 120 of you that have set up your tithes and offerings for recurring donations. So thank you guys so much for that. Those of you that automated what's important in your life and you put God first in your finances for taking God at his word and testing him in that, bringing the whole tithe to the storehouse, which is the local church, right? so that there may be food in his house. So thank you for yeah. setting that up.
0: Hey, our strategy as a church has been to, to look ahead and because things are changing so rapidly right, and so right. frequently, we were in quarantine and then we had that stay at home order. We've got red phases and yellow and green. Hope
1: to hope to go to green soon. Right.
0: And so so our strategy as the church has been to look ahead just month to month. And and ask this question, what is it that we want to accomplish this month? What do we want to accomplish in April, in May, June, and in July?
1: Yeah, in April, you know, when this whole thing started to break at the end of March, we're like, what do we do? And so, we worked hard to get our services recorded so we could put them online. And how many of you know it was right during the, the season of Easter? Good Friday, and our teams put together a phenomenal Good Friday experience, and then we rallied around Easter, and we had a virtual choir. I don't know if you were uh, a part of that or you remember that, Uh, but our teams did an amazing job coming together and recording our worship experience, putting it online, and that was our focus. And then in May, knowing that Uh, we will open these doors again at some point, but our online services, come on, those aren't going anywhere. They're still here to stay because right now people are hesitant about large group gatherings. And so our focus in May was to get a live broadcast of our services up and running. And so I don't know if you know this, but on the weekends now at 9 and 11 a.m., what you're watching is a live service. And our team has done a phenomenal job in this season getting that ready to go.
0: Yeah, and so now here we are, and it's June, and things are beginning to open up. Most counties around us have gone to green. Restaurants are opening up. We can sit outside and eat now. In fact, just last week, we drove our family down to Meadville so we could sit in a restaurant. We sat in Applebee's. We got refills. It was amazing, but then we quickly remembered why we don't always take all four of our kids out to eat with us.
1: That's a lot of kids uh, we have four boys and it gets a little bit crazy. But the burning question is what now, right? What, what yeah. does June look like? When will we be able to hold in-person gatherings again? In fact, the most asked question that I receive is, hey, when PC, when are we coming back to the church Building And people will say, yeah, 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 I get that the church has never been closed. And I get that we've been together as a church every weekend online. And I get that God is using this season in a powerful, significant way. And I get that God is forming us and transforming us and expanding the reach of our church. Uh, We've made a huge impact in our city. I get all that, Colby. But when— When are we coming back? And I get that with all the shifts in the state of Pennsylvania and in the light of the fact that this past Friday we could sit outside in restaurants and that things are opening, even churches, Colby, are opening. When are we coming back? That's the question that people have been asking. And so here's what I want to say. I don't think it's the right question. I don't think it's the the first question that you and I need to answer. I don't even think it's the primary question that's on God's heart and on God's mind. I think what's on God's mind is the how. How will we come back? Not when will we come back, but how will we come back? What do you mean, Colby? How do you treat other people? In the middle of this pandemic, treat people that see things differently than you do, that have different opinions than you do, how we come back together is much more of an important question than when we come back together. Because here, check this out. When is a matter of calendar. How is a matter of character. Hmm. And can I tell you something? I believe now more than any time, anything right now, how we treat others is what's on God's mind. Yeah. There are all kinds of opinions and preferences surrounding the when. Well, that's just a matter of opinion and calendar, but how, right? That's that's the very big deal. Yeah,
0: and you'll want to know what's great. We don't have to guess on the, on the how. That's right. I don't know how many times in this season we've been like, man, like, I really wish someone would just tell us what yeah. to do. Well, somebody already has. And that was God. And he's already talked about this. He says in Romans 12, it says this, honor one another above yourselves. That's how we come back together. That's how we come back. We honor one another above ourselves.
1: Yeah. But instead, here's what we often do. Well, I think everyone should share my opinion. Or yeah. I think everyone should share my view. In fact, PC, I'm convinced that God shares my opinion. And if you don't share my opinion, which is God's opinion, then you're an idiot. Now, I might be embellishing a little bit, but maybe not. Because really, that's what goes on in our minds. And can I tell you something? That's all the how. Right. And if all we can do is be divided in our efforts to come back together through the, the win of COVID-19, can I tell you, we might be better off. Just not coming back together at all. Because the goal isn't to have everybody share your perspective or your preference. It's for all of us to share in the principle of Christ. In fact, uh, you can read through the entire chapter of Romans 12 and here's what you'll you'll discover. I'll just give you the highlights. Uh, It tells us don't pretend to love each other, but really love each other. It tells us to help people who are in need. It tells us to practice hospitality. It also says what we read, honor one another above yourselves. It goes on to say, live in a harmony. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone.
0: And if we're going to truly follow Jesus, then we must follow his principles. That's right. And therefore, in Christ, and we need to look at this thought. In Christ, we have a collective calling. Yeah. Ephesians 4, 1 through 6 says, therefore, I, a prisoner for the Lord, Beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. calling. Like you have a calling. I have a calling. Yeah. Live that life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. It goes on to describe that calling. It says in verse 2, always be humble and gentle. Hmm. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Yeah. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all.
1: Yeah, listen, according to this, it does not appear that God is concerned about the when. But he is deeply concerned with the how. And we have a collective calling on our lives as followers of Jesus. What did Paul say? Live a life worthy of that calling. Like you've been called up. You should know that to something greater, to a life that, guess what? It's not about you. It's not just about your life. You've been called up to the kingdom causes of Christ. That means your life in Christ should shape everything about you. It should shape how you treat other people. It should shape how you manage differences of opinion. It should shape how you handle social media. It should shape how you respond through this COVID season. It should shape how you go through these next phases of coming back together to in-person gatherings as a church. Like, sure, we all have opinions about this, but personal opinion and preference take a back seat to the collective calling that we have in Christ. And that is to be humble and gentle and patient, making every effort to keep united in the spirit. Are you with me? So I have a higher calling than just what Colby wants. And Kristen has a higher calling than just what Kristen wants or when we even want it. So rise up. Come on, church, rise up and live worthy of the collective calling that we have as followers of Jesus, to forgive others as you have been forgiven, to do unto others as you would have them do to you, to be humble, honoring others above yourselves. That's the calling that we have. That God would tell us, hey, go navigate this COVID season and return from it, return through it, worthy of that calling that you have as followers of Jesus.
0: So good. And not only do we have a collective calling, but we also have A common courtesy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this common courtesy that we have. We kind of read it a little bit in Romans 12, how we are to take delight in honoring each other, but kind of give us an example of a common courtesy. Yeah, well,
0: you've noticed in the last um, week or so, like everybody's starting to get back out on the road. But earlier on, at the end of March, beginning of April, like nobody was out. We had that stay-at-home order. Yeah, it was like a… The streets were empty. A ghost
1: town around here. And I'll be honest, during that… early stages, you know, at the end of March and early April, uh, when no one was out, I would just kind of be rolling through stop signs and slowing down at traffic lights. And if no one was around, I would just kind of go through. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you know, what I would do. I, I'm kind of one of those people that, you know, if it's earlier than 5 a.m., yeah. the red light means be careful.
0: Oh my goodness. Now, well, listen, now that P Street is getting busier, you have to obey those traffic lights, right? And I know right. I know that you guys all know the answer to these questions, but I just want you to humor me for a minute. So let's think about a traffic light. Um, what does the green light in a traffic light, what does the green light mean?
1: Yeah, and don't be, this is stupid. I'm not playing this game. Come on, just play along. What does, right. what does green, green mean?
0: Green means, green means go. That's go.
1: right. It means go.
0: Okay, so the yellow I'll help light. Them out. Thank you. What does the yellow light mean? Go Cold. faster. No. No, I'm just kidding. Yellow light means caution. Hey, and by the way, how many of you are the type of people that when you when you approach a green light, you just start to slow down just in case it goes yellow?
1: Yeah, yeah. You need to stop that. That's terrible. Green means go. Green means, green go. means go. Hey,
0: what does red mean?
1: Uh, stop.
0: Right. Red means stop.
1: Or in my case, in this season, proceed with caution. Oh my goodness. Extreme caution.
0: As we approach traffic lights, the reality is... We all have to have a common courtesy, right, out on the road because that's how we all get along. Otherwise, it would be complete chaos. If we didn't obey traffic signals, we would have accidents and, and delays and shutdowns and all that. But because we have common rules, we also need common courtesy. That's right. But that doesn't mean that everybody drives the same way. People drive differently than you, don't they? In fact, I bet, I bet you're the type of person kind of like me that says that nobody drives as good as I do, right? And it's annoying.
1: Yeah.
0: And people don't drive as good as you do.
1: And we even shame people for not driving as well as we do. Like I'll own up to it. I'll talk to people, I know they can't hear me in their car, but I'm talking to you. If you're driving with your blinker on for no reason and I'm behind you, I'm talking to you. Or if you're the person driving with both feet like you have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake and you can tell somebody is, is you know, going and their brake lights are on, like I'm talking to you, or the person that's staring at their phone, or, or hazards in the rain. Right, that's Come worse. on, it's just rain. <laughs> you don't need your hazard lights on. If I'm behind you, I'm talking to you, right? Or the, the person that's driving slow in the left lane. Don't, don't even get me started.
0: So we're all, we're all going to come mm. back from this COVID season. But how we are going to drive through it, that's what's going to matter.
1: Yeah, it matters. Let me give you three things that we need to know in expressing this common courtesy that we are all to have. Because again, we all drive differently. But number one, you should write this down. It's okay not to agree. Like it's okay. Differing opinions does not have to result in division. Right. Like the way we drive through COVID, like for some of us, um, we drive as though our light is red. Like, like we're, we're going slow. We're, we're stopped. We're very, very safe. For some of us, we're driving as our light is yellow. Like we're cautious. We're going slower. We're, we're just kind of a little hesitant. For some of us, our light is green. Like we don't care. We're just We're just going. And the idea of coming back and when we should come back to in-person gatherings here at Elevate, I submit to you, your light is either red, yellow, or green. Because there are people watching right now, this is your color right here. Like, you're red. You might be yellow maybe in some areas, but when it comes to large group gatherings and coming back to church, like, you're red. And let me just stop right here and say, you know what? That's okay. Okay. Like, it's okay not to agree. Uh, Several churches across the nation have done surveys and listened to these real-life responses.
0: This one says, my wife and I are leaning into a red light for now because of our two sons who have unique medical histories. One of my sons has an autoimmune disorder and the other respiratory and heart issues. There was a big battle in his first year of life, and so right now the risk just isn't Hmm. worth it in our eyes. Even if there's a tiny percentage of either of us catching it, that tiny percentage could be devastating to our family.
1: Yeah, that family, their light is red. And you understand that. You you get the reason why.
0: Here's another one. This one said, I'm red. I've heard that people with COVID-19 are dying alone in the hospital because their family members cannot be there with them. I don't want this to be the fate for anyone in my family or my close friends or me. I'm not taking any chances. It may seem like I'm gloom and doom or fear-mongering, but the risk is just not worth
1: it. You need to know there are people in our church who feel this exact same way. Their light is red. But equally, there are people in our church whose light is this color. It's green. In fact, listen to some of these responses.
0: Nearly 1.25 million people are killed in car crashes each year, but we don't shut down the highways— Millions Hmm. die every year from poor eating habits, but we don't shut down their choices. 56,000 people die of the flu each year, but we don't shut down everything for that. We let each person decide their risk. I'm green.
1: Come on. That's how some of you feel that are watching right now.
0: Here's one more. It says, this pandemic may have been real at first, but it has been used as a political scheme to hurt the economy and Hmm. step over constitutional rights. There's a reason YouTube is pulling videos of medical professionals who do not support the death counts or fear-mongering. If you're a vulnerable health risk, sure, stay home. But that was all we needed. We are way past wise and into foolish. And so the cost is beyond what we understand. The cure was worse than the threat. We've got to get back to life and to work.
1: Uh, And can I tell you something? Both responses, red and green, reflect groups that exist yeah. in this church. And listen, COVID is such a polarizing thing right now in our culture that it causes division. Even masks and wearing masks have become a political thing. Like, I'm not kidding. I've heard people say, if you don't wear a mask, then you're a Trump supporter. I mean, I mean seriously, it's even political now. But what does scripture say again? Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with, with peace. Yeah. So not only do we have this collective calling, but we have a a common courtesy, and that is to protect one another and to look after one another. And I believe that this is a tool of the enemy in this season to destroy and to divide what God is building, uh, because I think we've all learned that in a season of of scarcity, that it begins to bring clarity to our lives, clarity on uh, maybe some things that we thought were essential or not that essential. And we begin to strip away some of the, the excess to be able to focus on what really matters or, or how the church in this season has, has stepped up and served people across the nation, really. But now the enemy wants to divide even the church based on the fact that we have different color lights and cause us to divide over when to go back to church when God doesn't care about the when. Yeah. He cares about the how. But instead, what do we do? We shame one another. What's wrong with you? Like, why is your light green? and or, or why is your light light red? Or why aren't you yellow? And then, of course, there are people in our church right now that they are yellow. Their right. light is yellow. We have some responses about that.
0: Right. This This person says, my family and I fit mostly into the yellow category. We're very comfortable seeing people and friends that we know well and seeing our close family members However, we aren't comfortable going out to public places Mm. like playgrounds and restaurants and shopping areas or anything like that yet. It's more just a Mm. step-by-step process. They're yellow. Yeah. One other person said, we're yellow. I proceed with caution. I'm all for protecting the high-risk community. So when I go out, I wear a mask. I abide by the arrows on the floor and I keep my social distance. Mm. And when I saw a friend a few weeks ago, we did an air hug.
1: So there you go. We have three different groups represented And it's okay not to agree. Uh, Let me help you think about it this way. The staff went to play an adult version of Red Light, Green Light. And we had a little bit of fun doing it, and I think it's gonna help us understand this a little bit better. Check this out. All right, so here's what's about to happen. We are going to be playing an adult version of Red Light, Green Light. Now, I've played this game with my four-year-old before, and I mean, it's kind of fun. but pastor colby kind of introduced the version that he'd like to play with some of us on staff which is basically the same idea except for with a paintball gun so we're going to start uh, a few like a little ways down the parking lot and we're just going to run toward him while he's armed with paintballs and as he calls out green light we run and red light we stop and if we don't stop get lit up with the paintball game, so, here it goes, I guess, I guess
0: it's going to be better. Yo, what's up, so hey, my real strategy
1: is just to hide behind Trev, but I'm also hoping that Pastor Colby listened to my message last week about compassion, and that we should care for others because come on, he's about to shoot us with a gun. I hope he has a desire and that he sees my distress and that he has a desire to alleviate that. The biggest advantage is I'm wearing khakis. All right, so our strategy is not necessarily to run as fast as we can, because then stopping is hard. Also true. Our strategy, we're definitely getting behind Trev.
0: My real strategy is just to hide behind Trev. I don't really know what we're doing here. Yeah. he. I don't think he's very quick no. either, so.
1: <laughs> But, I, I know I got a mask, and I'm wearing camo, so he can't see me. And be most likely, Trev's gonna cry. Is it
0: socially acceptable for a grown man to cry
1: when he gets hit by paintball? Hold up. Green light. Red light. Green light. Red light. Oh far. Oh. Hey, <laughs> oh. You gotta get the dress open. I'll grab me up the next! Come on. You know what? At first, no, listen. At first, I thought, should I really be doing this? And I kind of had a little bit of a check in my spirit. And then I thought, that's not the spirit. That's the enemy. Get thee behind me, Satan. Just go ahead and light him up. And that's what I did. But where are you? Come on, where are you in this COVID-19 game of red light, green light? Like, if we were to come back together and have in-person gatherings, like, while remaining online, there are people who, if we did it in June or in July or in August, would be in at least three different places. Uh, For example, it's kind of like that game that you just saw. See, if this were a picture of us returning to in-person gatherings, and and we would say, hey, we're moving forward, and we're going to get there, there's always going to be some front-runners. Right Those who are green, those who don't mind taking risks, those who don't mind taking hits, they're come on, they're like, "Let's go for it, let's just get this over with. Let's go." There are those of you that that's where you are, you're green. Then there's always going to be those who are yellow. Like you're not in the front, but you're also not the furthest back. Right, you're cautious. You may be going a little bit more slowly. You can see maybe you're hiding behind you know, someone else. You're testing the water. You know, you're not sprinting for the finish. But then right here, come on somebody. You're the red. You're the red light people. You're, you're the ones going like, what are we doing? Whose idea was this? Stop, stop, stop. You're the very cautious, not taking any risks, not in a hurry. You're the kind of let's, let's wait and see. So that's the question. Where are you? Like if we said the when we're coming back to in-person gatherings is such and such a date, you're going to be one of those three. Which one are you? And again, here's the whole point. When is not as important as how. When is not what's on God's heart as much as How? Because wherever you are, you have to honor one another above yourself. I just think we need to change the conversation, right? It's not just about the win.
0: Yeah, that's so good. The conversation, it isn't, I'm going to run around and tell everybody what my color is. Like I'm red or I'm yellow or I'm green. No, we have to have a a collective calling as followers of Jesus to put others' interests Ahead of our own. And then we have to have that common courtesy just to get out of our shoes and to step into their shoes about how they are feeling. Yeah, how
1: does that person feel? I had a meeting with uh, the director of the Martin Luther King Center here in Erie, James Sherrod, uh, this past week. He's a great man of faith, he has great intelligence. And we were simply having a conversation really about the division that exists in our nation right now and what's our part to play in that. But one of the first things I asked him was, hey, you want me to wear a mask? Like, what color are you? Are yeah. you red? Are you yellow? Are you are you green? Like, how, how do you want me to, to, you know, have this conversation with you? Because I'm under a collective calling. Right. I'm under a common courtesy. That is not about me. Are, are you following me? Yeah. Now, he was like, no, you're good. You know, just mm-hmm. you don't have to wear a mask. But that's the first thing we need to understand, that it's okay for us not to agree. And the second thing you need to know when it comes to a common courtesy is, hey, there's no right or wrong in this scenario.
0: Right, and and that might be hard for some of Hmm. you to hear. I know it's hard for me to hear, right? Because sometimes I like to think that I'm right, but there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad in this discussion of when we're going to come back. There's no better, there's no best. Right. Right. And I think it's also important to note here that there's no color that's more elevate or less elevate, right? Yeah, that's
1: right. Listen, to elevate... We're not just a green light church. That's who we are as a church. That's our identity. We are a green light church. That's not who we are.
0: Right, And but we're not just a yellow light church either. That's we're true. We're not just like, we're yellow and we're going to be cautious and that's who we're going to be and you better join with us because we're yellow.
1: And of course, we're not just a... A red light church right we're we're not the light is red at this church and that's who you have to be we are not one particular color we are in fact the entire Mm -hmm. traffic light we are all three all three colors are represented in our church and if you have to have the whole church be your specific light color can I tell you something you're gonna be in trouble you're gonna be frustrated, you're gonna be frustrated here, you're gonna be frustrated everywhere because again, in this scenario, when it comes to, to how we return, there is no right or wrong. And here's what I mean when it comes to COVID opinions and when we come back that there's no right or wrong, when is not a biblical issue. Like most of our opinions on COVID, they're not biblical issues. They're not even moral issues or doctrinal issues. We can scrutinize and theorize about what's happening and the ramifications of all that. But at the end of the day, listen, it's not a biblical issue. But do you know what is? How we treat other people.
0: Yeah.
1: That's at the heart of it. In fact, let's go back to Scripture, Ephesians 4.2. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in Love, like humble means you don't know it all. No, 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 I do. Like there's, there's a right, Colby, and it's my opinion, and, and I'm right, can I tell you something? We have medical professionals in this church, some whose light is red, some of, of whose light is yellow, others yes. whose light is green, and you can find facts and stats to back up every light color. There is justification okay. in each opinion. Just stop it already. Like there's too much that we don't know. This thing is changing. Like it seems every other week. And so you got to be humble because we don't know everything and gentle, treating other people with respect. Like you want to be treated by the way like God treats you. You want to be have patience. In your life, like the way God is patient with you, it said, right, to bear one another in love. Why do we have to bear with one another? Because how many of you know sometimes people can be a bear, right? They're annoying. Have you noticed that? But come on, uh, you you could get to somebody and say, you know, you're wearing a mask and, and they're not and you're thinking, what's wrong with you and why don't you have a mask on or you're not wearing a mask and they are and it's like, what's wrong with you? So we've got to stop. The shaming, we aren't coming back, and all of a sudden, everyone is gonna join in your color. The kingdom of God doesn't operate that way, it couldn't. There's no right or wrong.
0: Hey, and here is the the last thing in all of this, and that's this, that you, you always come before me. That's
1: right, that's right.
0: In other words, like, I need to know your light color more Mm -hmm. than you need to know mine.
1: Yeah, and is it really that difficult or polarizing of a question? Or have we just forgotten about the fact that it's not about me? It's not about me. Like growing up, I learned that, that joy, it stood for Jesus, yep. others, and yourself. Did you learn that I growing did, up? Yep. Like when did we stop teaching our kids the simple equation, Jesus, others, and then you? You always comes before me. Like this is what it means to be in Christ is to put others ahead of ourselves. We gotta stop this whole, you need to know where I stand and we need to start with, hey, what's your color? So that you can engage with them with appropriate honor that I'm gonna honor you above myself. That's so good. And, and if I'm red and you're green, like I, I'm not gonna cross my, my red line because you're green, but I'll respect the fact that you're green. And if I'm green and you're red and, and you're wearing masks and, and a glove, you know, and gloves, then that's okay too. In fact, if you're extra red, you're mucho rojo, I probably won't even see you. You're still in your house right now. But ultimately, come on, we need to stop the shaming and start honoring. Yeah. And I think the whole point of the season really is that God would transform us and we would begin to think of others more than we would think of ourselves. Let me ask you this, do you think if we valued others ahead of ourselves that that would change anything in our nation right now?
0: Hmm.
1: With all the division, all the rioting, all the protests, do you think if I valued you for who you were as a human being that that would change some things i do? And we could have different opinions without being divided if we really valued others. Because ultimately, God is not a God of division. God is not divided at all. In fact, look at it one more time. In Ephesians 4, it says, there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Only one. is not divided. It's singular. God is not about joining in our opinion. He's about us joining in His. And so the when is not important. It's the how that's on God's mind. And how we come together in this season. And how we love each other in this season. How we honor and work towards peace in this season is what matters the most.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so because we're a church that we don't make decisions inside of a vacuum. Right. We want to know where you personally land. And so starting today and over the next several days, we would love for you to complete a quick survey. And to do that, you just head over to elevatechurch.com forward slash survey. And it's not, a, it's not long or complicated. It's like two minutes. Yeah. And it's going to help inform our when. Yeah,
1: but I will say that we've already started to gather in person on Saturday mornings for prayer because yeah. here's what we believe, that it's through prayer that we're going to open up these doors again. Come on, somebody. Yeah. We're going to pray them open. Yeah. We have appropriate distancing that's happening during all that. Uh, it's going to be mostly the green people, you know, that come, that feel comfortable in that to pray but man we have to pray first now more than ever really
0: right and so so as you respond to that survey we're going to take all those responses we're going to figure out are we going to have our first in-person gathering on a weekend in July or is it going to be August we're going to figure out what is it going to look like and how are we going to do this appropriately for for all the kids that come to elevate church because we care about our kids and their safety and and we're also going to figure out things like masks are we going to have masks on or no mask
1: yeah and what does it look like to come into a a gathering an in-person gathering with masks on and distancing when we our whole goal is to come together and be connected as a church is it going to feel like church at all so we're weighing all these different things and right now our teams are planning for the beginning of july and we're working hard towards that end it could be sooner though but it could be later and we don't know. But again, again, the most important thing is how, how we honor, how we love, how we walk through this tense, divisive season that we are in. Coming back to a church is not nearly as important as acting like one. Yeah, and that's what you're doing. I pray you continue to do that. In fact, we're just going to pray over us right now in our time. God, we just ask that you would give us wisdom. God, we ask that you would open up these doors wide for people in our city, in our community. God, we ask that you would help us put others' needs ahead of our own needs that is not about us. Like the time for us to to be selfish and the time for us to have pride, rule our lives is over, but in humility, God, help us to honor others before ourselves. God, help us to really focus on on the how we return instead of the when, because the when is really not what's important right now, as much as the how. And God, we just pray that we would begin to break down walls, that we would be united in spirit, one spirit, one Lord, one Father, who is above all and in all and works through all in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for checking out this week's message on the Elevate Church podcast, and we hope you really enjoyed it. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations, welcome to the family. We would love to know about it, so please let us know by going to elevatechurch.com slash yes. There'll be some practical resources that will help you as you start this journey. If you want to support the mission and vision of Elevate Church to help people far from God reach their full potential in Christ, go to elevatechurch.com slash give. We'll see you soon. Have a great week.